this is that other sports show. Let's go. Are you ready for this, Jess? Just uh, make sure you record this part, okay? Okay. So I have, um, ladies and gentlemen, by the way, thank you for coming back. Uh, Jesse Thomas, Jay Valdez, that of the Sports Show, episode 22, 23. I have, uh, I'm in my garage, and I'm pulling out the first five jerseys that I have in my garage that I have not stuck in my, uh, in my home yet in my actual closet. I have the room. I just haven't moved them yet. And I've lived in this home for two months now. Are you ready? Let's hear it. What are these jerseys? First one, blue, Tony Romo. Nice. Second one, white, Steve Nash. Oh. Third one is just a black A's jersey. So I'm not even going to count that one. It's just a black A's button up. Third one, Sacramento Kings. Chris Weber, C Web. C Web. I don't know why this one is in here because this should be in my house. Uh third this is a DAC. This is a DAC. Why is my this is a fucking a blue DAC? And then uh the last one is a uh, Gold State Warriors, and this is uh, St- Steve <laughs> Steven Jackson. Stack Jacks. Steven Jackson. See here That's I am it. expecting a, a Steph. It's a stack jack. That's why it's in the garage. <laughs> this jersey is older than everybody's kids that are listening to the show. <laughs> this jersey literally has just been in my. I mean, how old is that team? Twenty years? Probably. This, is, this, you know how sometimes some jerseys they just stay with you forever. This is one of them. It's a good jersey, man. Stephen Jackson's been all over the league. It's a dope jersey if you think about the We Believe Warriors. Ooh, I, no. These are good jerseys. I just I haven't moved them. It's this, and it's like. The dress shirts that I bought when I was having to dress up for work, but now I don't have to dress up for work anymore. So they're just they're just here. But like if I wanted to look fly like a motherfucker for a week, I'm I'm ready. Send me somewhere. <laughs> uh, how are you? How are you? Enough about me, Jess. How are you? Uh, I'm good, man. I'm good. Doing early, the- early risers. Doing the early risers show is cool because I feel like our energy level is actually pretty high. I don't so? feel my I, my energy level. I'm gonna be honest, man. It is not that high. Not not this morning. No, but I got some. Takes. You don't. Ha- okay, I that's still got good. Some takes. Okay, we're gonna try and hammer out some stuff here, and I think sometimes when we're when we're getting the brains rolling, you know, the, the fluidity could be, it, it could be slower. But I do have the, a question for you, though. I'm ready. So you got done telling us all the first, you know, five jerseys that you pulled out of your garage, the garage yeah. jerseys. The ones that maybe don't have a particular place yet. I'm not surprised by any of them no. except for the Steve Nash. You know why the Steve Nash is in here though? The the tripped out part? Please tell tell the world. I want to know. Um I went to a spot that was like liquidating jerseys because they were going out of business and it was their jerseys were like 60% off, but none of them were, none of them were new. None of all the, by the time that I got there, like all the good shit was gone. So that's how I got the, the, the Chris Weber Jersey as well. Um, I got some other ones that day too, but it was one of those things where they're, 
it's it they're so old it's when the nba was still working with uh adidas at the time so they're adidas jerseys you know what i mean it is old yeah, they're, they're, it's like their old brand almost or whatever the fuck they were, whoever they were marketing with at the time. Um, I have those and then, but th- that's the power move. I, I grabbed a bunch of just old ones or I'll grab the, I'll grab a, like a baseball jersey that doesn't have a number on the back of it because that those look fucking dope or you find someone that could put the right numbers on them. But sometimes it's hard to get the colors right with what's on the front of the jersey. You know what I mean? Like, the way the logo looks, putting a number on the back's difficult. And these, like, I have a Oak, like an Oakland A's, you might have seen me put it on the internet at some point. It's, on, it's been on social media, possibly. I have an A's jersey. It, it's Raiders colors. Like, it's silver and black. Like, I could wear it to a Raiders game and I would, and it would look, I would fit in with a fucking Raiders fan with, with, uh, just be throwing fisticuffs. I'm trying to think of the fuck Darth Raider. I was just trying to think of someone in the dark hole, the transition, but I'm still trying to wake up just much like you, my friend, with no caffeine. We don't have bangs. This is another problem. Yes. We're, uh, we're disabling ourselves with bangs. It's without the bangs, without the, 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 the nectar, the nectar. That's a bang. The nectar. Generally keeping us energized and motivated. And shout uh, out to, you, got... to Canada Dips mm. for my, my workday pleasant. Yes. I'm just drinking a G Zero and water right now. And if, if we could be sponsored I, by any of those. No, I you know especially what? Especially water. I, I got a cup of I got a cup of fucking coffee. That's what I I'm just I, doing I it. Texas. I Texas to Jess. I had a I just drank a fucking half of a Pepsi because that's the only caffeine I could find in the house. It was <laughs> It was that, or the, I have that, and then I had eight Bud Lights. And I was like, I probably shouldn't drink those. So, yeah. so yeah, the discount jersey spot—that's what you got to do. And I got, I got some, I got some A's jerseys there. I got just random, random ones. But the Steve Nash one—it's uh, an XL, and I, I don't, I don't fit in an XL right now. Oh, uh, that no. was when I was kind of a fatter guy. I know you I'm, are, I'm thin. You are sleek. I you, am. You are sleek and out of control. We need to have, dude. Have, I'm doing core again. It's gonna goodness it's gonna, gracious. I'm not proud of it. Doing you look, core, you doing more legs. Phenomenal. You look phenomenal. Thank you. I'm trying to catch up to you. You're yeah, just gotta, bulky as fuck. So that's that's what makes us the perfect podcast tag team. You know, if you go back into like the the early '90s when wrestling was like crazy, super awesome, good. Yes. All the tag teams had like that one sleek, good-looking guy, mm. and then just the animal. Yes, that's you. That's us. You're the animal. You're you're ravishing Rick Rude. You know what I mean? And I'm the ultimate warrior. That's it. We're ready to go out there and and just win championships. Win championships. Win championships. That's it. We're all about the gold. More importantly, I'm ready to be like the Jim Cornette or the Bobby the Brain Heenan to your. Uh, you know, ultimate warrior and get this triller fight set up where you could fuck somebody up. We are going to do this. Get, I could just get like 10% of that and you get 90. Imagine the 90% and what's 10. It's nothing. Yeah. We wouldn't even see when it, it would be nothing to you. Right? We're getting fucking paid. We're getting, we're getting money. We're getting sponsors. We're making it happen. Um, we're going to seamlessly transition out of my Jersey talk, my garage talk and into sports. Should we start with the UFC, even though I have all the uh, NFL stuff up or do you want to do NFL first? What do you feel like doing here? Should we start with UFC? It's kind of a yeah, big let's, deal. This week. Let's, let's get the, you know what? There's, 
there's interesting fights. I don't know if they're going to translate to being good fights, but they're Oh, that's a good take already. They're interesting. So well, let's, you've got a very good point there. Okay. Let, let's jump into mixed martial arts for all you. I want to say this, and you know, uh, old listeners of the show, old, uh, you know, our old brethren, if you will, you know, we used to do all 15 of these fights, right? We just don't get down like that anymore. You're, I do want to shout out this whole card because it's good. All the stuff on the prelims is good. You should really be going out of your way to watch these guys on the prelims. There, there's some bangers on this here, man. I mean, Maras on the Maras on the undercard, Hooker on the undercard. That Hooker Nasrat fight is a big deal. Even it, it just happening, getting these guys here was a big deal. Corey Brundage just fighting on the undercard. I mean, there's just good fights up and down on the card. Um, you know, Turner's on there. there there's guy. There's names. Yes. Um, but we got to focus on the main card here. What are we doing, right? Is there anything you want to shout out on the prelims, or, or are we just moving to the big boys? Yeah, let's move into it. Let's get this. Let's get this show started. Do you know, do you know Roxanne Montefiore is fighting again? Yeah, I can't. You know what? If you want to do a shout out, shout out to her and her, the career that she has had. And everyone, everyone, yeah, everyone wants to talk about how great uh, Anthony Smith's career is. How about this young, this young gal? Yeah, she's had a tremendous career, and. I don't believe there's many straps to go into her her uh, strap case at home, but she's a tremendous athlete, uh, very good fighter, very smart, and she's funny as hell. She's a great follow, actually, on social media. For any of you folks out there, you may Twitter folks, if you're not following Roxanne Montefiore, you should be. She's fucking hilarious. When I think of... Uh two gals that have been fighting forever and one of them stopped fighting. It's, it's her and Shauna Baszler. Like those two gals are fighting forever. And now, you know, Shauna's wrestling, which is kind of the move. I wish Roxanne would have did the same thing. Go get that WWE money. Uh, Cynthia Cavallo versus Jessica. I've seen your boobs. Andrade. Who you got? Mm. Yes, we all have. Yes. Yes, we have. (laughs) How about her core? How do I get to her? How do I get her core? Yeah, we are, man. We're going crazy. I, you know yeah. what? I like, <laughs> going crazy. Uh, I like this. Just getting dry. Crazy horde. She's super, super uber aggressive, um, but I don't think that she has the technique to necessarily follow up. I think Cavallo is going to surprise some people with technique, uh, her striking, and uh, I think that she's going to be able to, to outpoint Andrade. And I know that that sounds crazy, and it could very well end up being Andrade just fucking flushing her, but I'm going to go. Yeah. That's what I'm going. Going with this the other. Is, this is full, in my opinion, um, bull versus Matador fight. No pun intended. Oh God, I, I didn't think that one through. Um, but uh, Andrade's going to be the bull here, and she's going to rush forward, and that's her style. She's going to be aggressive, as you said. And Cavallo's got to be the Matador and kick and punch and strike and get out of there and just circle, circle, circle. Um, can she do it for three rounds? I don't know. Um, I don't know if she's felt pressure like this. Maybe she has. Um, I'm going to lean Jessica here. I uh, don't love it, but I'm leaning Jessica in a decision. I think she does just enough uh, cage control, trip up, takedown type techniques to, to win this fight. I can see, I can see it two, two rounds, three, you know, two out of three rounds. It's tremendous lean. Tremendous. I love that fight, though. Um, also, another shout out to Andrade, who just openly said, yeah, you know, I made a lot of money doing OnlyFans. I might have made more money doing that than actually fighting. 
Um, Curtis Blades versus Rosenstruck. The anomaly, which is Rosenstruck, is he good? Is he bad? Is he chinny? Has he figured out mixed martial arts as opposed to kickboxing because he has like a thousand kickboxing matches? <laughs> um, I see a lot of hate for Curtis Blade on the internet too. I see I've I've been seeing a lot of MMA Twitter doing the who's an like who's a Curtis B- Blades fan like like in a like a snarky type of tweet. Um, I don't know. There's got to be some out there. Otherwise, his ass wouldn't keep fighting. He's, he's not a heel. That's he's a not a fucking heel, right? Like, I don't see him like a heel. He's not John no. Jones level heel. He's not John uh, Jones. No. Uh, God forbid. I hope none of these guys are John Jones. <laughs> or maybe I shouldn't say that because some of his, a real John Jones family here in this might be like, that guy's made fucking a million dollars. What are you talking about? <laughs> so maybe I, maybe I should eat those words. Um, this is an interesting fight, Jess. This, to me, I feel like this is a pick Who you got? I've got Curtis Blades. Uh, Blades is going to use his wrestling to get Rosenstruck down. And the one thing that I've been waiting for Rosenstruck to use for, well, since he started fighting in the UFC at least, is a little jujitsu, which he uses, but he never uses. And so uh, he just goes out there and tries to slobber knock with everybody. There's your uh, pro wrestling uh, verbiage yeah, for the day. Take us some time uh, to get there, but we got there. Uh, so I got I got to go with Blades. I think Blades is the healthier of the two, the the more athletic, the more fit. I think he's gonna be able to go uh, three rounds a little bit easier and maintain that smooth edge. So I'm gonna give him a, a UD. I just feel like again, this is Spool versus Matador, Striker versus Grappler, and if I don't ever want to hear about a dude that has sixty or seventy kickboxing fights talking about his fucking jujitsu, you probably it's just I want to see, yeah, I don't I don't even know if I want to see it. It's probably going to be sloppy and and especially at heavyweight. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I prove I mean, listen, prove me wrong. My, I want to see Rose Truck prove me wrong as well now. Um, this is Blades, uh, you know, the old wash, rinse, repeat, take down, punch him, hold him down, a little bit of a grapple fuck, if you will, three rounds. Uh, you know what? Is, you know, I'm going to put a finish on this one. I think he, I think he gasses. I think he finishes Rose's trick with uh, ground and pound. And let's say the end of the second round. I don't think he makes it three rounds. I'm, going, I'm going Blades. I'm going Blades with a finish late second. Yes, I like it. I like it. Just why? Go ahead. Just why is it? I've watched a week worth of ads and a week worth of hype for this fight, and I see more hype and more, uh, just like juice, if you will, on Diaz Lawler than both of the championship fights combined. Is it that Diaz is just? I just said Diaz, like I'm from fucking France or some shit. Is it that Diaz? Is it that is it that he's just such an enormous star that his star power outshines the other four collectively? Like, is is help me out here? I don't even know the question I'm trying to ask you. Just is D is Diaz is Diaz? I did it again. Is Diaz the draw here? Is he the ultimate draw here? He is. I I think honestly, uh, what we're seeing here is uh, you know nostalgia coming back. So people, you know. Guys our age, ladies our age, they're, they're, you know, we watched Nick Diaz fight, you know, in Elite XC, and we watched him fight, you know, in the Hawaii brand uh, H-Fighting Strike Force guy for a long time. We've seen him fight all across the world over in Pride. and uh, The legendary fight with Gummy. 
Yes, yeah, so a legendary fight with Gomi. One of the best fights, uh, in in my personal view, one of my favorite fights. Of all. I think that's one of the first fights that got old school MMA Twitter into mixed martial arts outside of the UFC, where people were like, "Wait, Nick Diaz fought outside of the UFC? Oh, this is this is amazing! Oh man, wait a minute, these guys do stomps like." That I think that's when that's when the the again I could be wrong, but I think that's when the the outsiders, um, you know, I mean, um, uh, outsiders of the UFC brand, if you will, really went. Oh man, check this out because yeah, he he was a he's a star, he's a stud. He's yes, Adam, he's yes, Adam Cole. He's baby. a polarizing player in the sport of mixed martial arts. His his character, the persona. And I don't, I don't mean that as in he's portraying somebody else. I just mean like that's him. His persona is Nick Diaz. He is that guy day in and day out. Uh, a matter of fact, uh, hot take, I think Nate is a little bit more fake persona-wise than uh, Nick. Uh, I like Nick. I've, I've been a fan. I don't like the antics. Yeah. Uh, I'm old, folks. So, like, I'm all like, "Hey, let's show some respect for people." Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> throwing okay throwing with, shit at I'm kids okay from my porch, you know. So, like, I'm I'm not okay with all the antics and stuff. But it is part of the sport, and it's part of a sport where two men or two women get into a cage and they literally beat the shit out of each other. So, those antics aren't the worst thing in the world. Uh, what I'm getting out of this fight in the hype is the length of time. I mean, these guys haven't fought in 17 years. You're talking about almost two decades worth of time passing by. And all of a sudden, now we have like this weird rematch. But the other thing is, if this was any other two, like, quote unquote, legendary fighters fighting each other, we would kind of be like, why are these guys fighting? I still think there's some of that there as well. And it could be. But I think from what I've heard, there's more excitement about these two fighting. No, clearly. We haven't seen Robbie Lawler fight for a while either. You know what I mean? And uh, Nick has been out of the game completely, just doing his triathlon stuff and, you know, working out there with Caesar Gracie and all that stuff, smoking a shit ton of weed. Mm-hmm. Um, but Robbie's not done much. And he wasn't looking too Robbie Lawler esque the last few fights that we've seen him fight. So, yeah, I think that this fight is super huge to uh, the old school fans as well as the up and coming people because we old school fans get to tell all these new kids, these two guys are dope as fuck. These guys throw bombs. They just stand in the pocket and just throw throw shots. Nick Diaz, Google plotted Gomi back in Japan. I think that I think that people are going to that have always said, oh, you think Nate's tough? Wait till you see his brother fight. I think that there's been a lot of that as well, right? Well, oh yeah, Nate's Nate's a badass, but his brother. And the thing is, Nate's done that his entire career too, where he's been like, "Yeah, I'm a badass, but if you see my brother, that guy's a badass." It's true. So he's, uh, you know, he's always put his brother over, which is cool. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm at a loss of words here, and it's not just because it's six twenty in the morning, but I. I wonder with Nick, because I watched the interview that was going around that, that made its rounds on, on social media, and it, and it was a big deal. Got a million views or something like that. I know at some point it was like the second trending video on all of YouTube. It wasn't even just the sports-related stuff. 
Which just shows you again, one, how much of a needle mover that he is. And two, how bad the sport has done at progressing stars like Brian Ortega, who's in a fucking beer commercial. And Volk, who, I mean, I think is just a certified badass and I've loved to watch fight, but they've just done a shitty job of promoting him, in my opinion. He just, he's... Wow, he's just—he's not the superstar that he that he could be. Um, I I feel like he should be more of like a, a Dominic Cruz or a Uriah Faber. These guys that were featured, you know, prominently. He's, he's not featured at all. But we'll get into that into that fight. Uh, my point here is uh, speaking on the Nick interview here, Jess. I don't know if you saw tidbits of it or pieces of it or if you watch the whole thing, but people were talking about, you know, Nate Nick just doesn't look like he wants to fight. So I want, yeah. And you, and you know this again, doing the old school thing. I don't want to harp on this a ton, but if you've watched Nick Diaz fight in the past, you know, fight week, he doesn't really care about fight week. He's kind of just going through the motions and anyone that's ever been with someone that fights, you know, fight week, there is actual anxiety, you know, fight week, the pressure is starting to mount more than ever the thought process of, man, I've got to go in here and actually fight a dude, but have a strategy to do it. The weight cut. There's so many different variables, you know, do your parents have their tickets? There's just so many stupid little things that you, that sometimes we don't think about as fans uh, that come into play here when it comes to the actual fight game. So sometimes fighters just aren't in the best moods during fight week and they don't like, you know, Nick's never been a guy that's like to do 45 minute fucking podcast. Uh, um, and now all of a sudden you, you give him, you force media obligations on him and this is what you're going to get. You're going to get this Nick. So the Nick that we've been getting this week doesn't surprise me as much as maybe it does other people that are watching this. Agreed. Uh, Nick Diaz I think that honestly, if I want to talk about a cage fighter, a prize fighter, Nick Diaz is almost an automatic come to the front of my mind type of of definition, if you will. He is. Uh, He he gets involved emotionally with the fight, which is why we've seen him now in the past kind of take breaks from fight week. And then just show up and fight. But he's showing up and fighting, not because he hates his opponent, not because he, you know, he loves the stardom, which he does not, by the way. Like both Diaz brothers legitimately don't I think Nate accepts the I think Nate I think Nate likes accepting what the highs that come with it, but he doesn't like the lows that come yeah. with it. And, and, but I've seen I've seen Nate at these he's he's you know these things, as you would say, these kickbacks. And um, he's he's a fucking he's a nice normal dude. Now again, he's getting paid to be there. He's getting paid to sign autographs. He's getting paid to get stoned with people for fucking you know. So it is what it is. But he's a you know at these things he's a he's he's a very he's, you know you can walk up and bullshit with him and take your photo. It's, yeah, I, Nick's, I, Nick's I, a different cat. Nick's just a different cat. I met the Diaz brothers uh, in a UFC event in Las Vegas. Neither of them were fighting. They were just there. I think uh, I think they were cornering one of the guys uh, from their team. And uh, they had all, like, they had, like, an entourage. It was, like, 10 deep. They all went into the bathroom, this main front bathroom. 
they all came out with smoke just blowing out the door from from behind them. Like they went in there and hot boxed the entire bathroom. And then they all came out, and me and my buddies were like, hey, let's go get an autograph from the Diaz brothers. And we went over there. And I'm telling you, even after, like, you know, they got their entourage of dudes who could easily mop us up at any point in time, they were so super cool and cordial about it. And I just remember them being like, hey, yeah, you want a picture? Like, come on over here, man. Like, yeah. they're, they're, they were very approachable, gentlemen. They are very, very cool fighters, very cool athletes. And that's I. They do get a bad rap, a little bit, and some of it's brought on. But as far as Nick goes, I I just honestly you're I, right. He's he, the definition of a cage fighter. Definition of cage fighter. When I watched that interview, I had two takeaways. One, he's fighting for money, which is no surprise. But, you know, spoiler alert: all these guys are fighting for money. The, here's the prize fighting portion of the show that we always do. Um. He's also fighting because it feels to me like he has, I don't like to use the word hangers on, but he's got some people that are attached to his payroll and the payroll may not be what it was four, five, six years ago when he was fighting. Good take. Um, I also think that, and you can see it in the interview, he's questioning, man, I don't want to wait another two years and then say, man, should I have waited seven, eight, nine years before I fight again? There's something in his mind that's triggering the, man, I think I can still do this. Now, of course, all combat fighters have that. All participants have that, right? The same way all athletes still have that. The same way we see Tony Romo in the booth and we joke and go, man, that guy can still go on there and throw a football right now against a bad defense. Um, Combat sports, of course, a little bit different, but it, you can see it when he's having this conversation with uh, you know, Brett Okamoto where he's saying, I think I still can do this, and I, and I don't want to wait another two years before I go, man, okay, now I'm going to try this, and I'm 40-whatever. So I think there is still something there. There is some fire there. But, I, again, he's, he's Nick, and he might fight, and he might get an enormous payday, and now all of a sudden his – you know, his appearance fees are going to double again. And his appearance, you know, his, what he was charging previously that was a little bit less would be a little bit more. And he could probably get away with not fighting for another two years. Who knows? Um, maybe he wins this fight, looks fantastic, and says, shit, you know what, man? I'm down to come fight again another four months. We don't know. That's, that's again, the, the anomaly that is Nick Diaz. That's what makes him different from any fighter ever, even his brother. Um, and that's kind of why the fans love him, right? It's a true, it's a true. I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want attitude. Um, who you got, by the way? Uh, I'm gonna pose to you one question real quick. Go ahead. And tell you who I who I think is gonna win this fight. Who who what who is uh, uh, the fight? Who is it most important to to win this fight? Like, is it Nick? I mean, Nick's been out of the game for a long time. That's a great question. Is, is winning a fight that important? Robbie? I don't know. I don't know where Rob, you know, the, in the, at the risk of sounding like a fucking asshole, I haven't watched any of the Robbie stuff. So I don't know what his short-term plan and long-term plan is. But you know who would look awesome in a Triller ring? <laughs> um, so I don't know what. Either what of them? Two, 
I, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. No, a million percent. That's that's the right answer, but you, you you're picking up what I'm putting down. I got but, you. I got you. So I I uh I Jake Paul and some Lawler action. I or Robbie Lawler against fucking anybody else random. How about Robbie Lawler versus fucking Belfort? Ooh. Right. I would. I would. Oh, listen, a little juice. I and would. One night they got a catch weight of one ninety five or something stupid like that, and Belfort's got to fuck find a way to cut ten pounds of HGH out of him. You got to fuck it. Slice his butt cheek open. I was gonna say take a rib out. They do all types <laughs> of wild shit in Brazil these days. I, I see the butt lips. Uh, um, I, this is a fantastic question, Jess. But I, I, I would say I, I don't think either of them have anything to lose because I think in. I think if Lawler gets knocked out or if Lawler gets submitted, we just kind of go, well, that's where Robbie Lawler's at. the. He's at that Tyron Woodley kind of part at the end of his career. And incredible respect due to Robbie Lawler for him to stick around this long and fight at the top tier for this long. I mean, Robbie Lawler, we talk about Nick, but Robbie Lawler, true, uh, too, he's been chewed up and spit out by that organization, had to go fight. And Strike Force had a lead XE in other places, came back, won the fucking title. So he's done it all and seen it all. And Robbie Lawler, to me, I feel like has always done it with a smile, has never been uh, a pain in the ass. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's some stuff I'm forgetting. But it seems to me like Robbie Lawler's pretty, uh, he's he's pretty, um, would you say spot free almost? Like, I don't uh, I or spotless, if you will. Like I don't think there's a lot of hiccups in his career. Maybe I maybe I'm just fucking spacing him out now. But um, the guy's had an incredible career himself and incredible. made good coin. Um, I don't know if any of them. I don't know if there is a real loser here. I would say Lawler because he probably he might get cut. But if he gets cut again, he's gonna have so many different opportunities outside of the UFC. He's gonna be all right. Now, if Nick loses and he decides to never fight again, if, Nick's get, if Nick gets knocked out, which is in play, right? It's in play if you're fighting Robbie Lawler, period. Of course. Um, I, You know, and he never fights again, but he picked up, I don't know, $800,000 when it's all said and done. I mean, it's not a bad, you know, I think he'll be all right. And again, <laughs> win or lose, he's going to be able to pump his own numbers up, his – his merch that he's sold over the weekend. He's going to make some money on that. He'll be all right. He'll be all right. I, I don't know what, I don't know. That That's a great question. What, what do you think, Jessica? And let me pose the same question to you now. Jeez. I kind of had a feeling it was going to backfire on me like that. But yeah, but there is no, uh, there is no loser. Right? There is. There, there's not. Uh, I think, I think Nick truly cares about his legacy in the sport more than Robbie. Oh. And, and, and I don't mean that as like a no. That's a great point. I never even thought about that. I just think of the money aspect because I'm a I'm an asshole. I, but no, <laughs> that's okay. The legacy I, thing is important. And I damn if if Robbie lock, knocks out Nick, does Nick come back and go trilogy bitch Connor style? I don't think so. Not at all. So why not? It, what now, if it's a war? What now, if it's a war? Maybe, maybe you know, there's a flash knockout quick, right? We're talking like in a minute of the first round. Robbie just lands a ferocious right hook. Nick goes out, didn't see it coming. And then they can both get up and say, hey, Dana, look, this was like some weird, 
you know, flash knockout shit. Like, let's no. go ahead. Let's give the guys a, a trilogy show. We'll make it good. And then I can see something like that happening. At that point in time, it's purely for money. But in my view, this fight means a lot more to Nick Diaz and what he perceives as his his, his, his legacy in the sport. Uh, Robbie has always kind of been just a fly by the seat of the pants kind of guy. Like, remember, like fat, like drunk Robbie Lawler back in the Elite XC days. I he had like a beer belly and stuff, and like a weird hobo beard. He didn't <laughs> shave his head all the way, so it was like he was bald. He was kind of messy. Like he had a little mop of hair on his head. He like, he was allowed. He was allowed to go through his mid twenties, <laughs> late twenties. I would he was allowed. To go through Give that, him a pass. Uh, but what I'm what I'm getting at is, I just don't think that the sport means. Well, I think that fighting means a lot to Robbie, and making money and providing means. A I like I I I see where you're going here, where you're basically saying the legacy means a little yeah. bit more to Nick. I I think that Robbie and Robbie fans would argue that, but I don't know. I think I think that I I'm picking up what you're putting down there. Good, good, good. As far as the fight's concerned. I mean, I hate, I honest to God, I hate betting against Nick Diaz. But what I've seen him in the past when he's done weigh-ins, and look, folks, like Jay and I understand, like Nick doesn't like doing this sideshow shit. Uh, He'll show up to the weigh-ins, he'll give you a little flex, he'll get out of there. But he looked slow, lethargic. It was almost like he was glassed over, like he just isn't there and i don't believe mentally is prepared to go into this cage and fight robbie lawler i think it's going to end badly i think lawler oh, yeah. is to sleep jesus christ i was not ready for that i told uh, you i got some takes i'm tired no i'm good with it i'm good with it I, i'm just it makes me sad you know father time is a motherfucker um I'm going to go the opposite, and I don't want to sound like a homer, but I'm just a styles make fights guy, and I don't think that Lawler – I think Lawler takes the bait. I think Lawler takes the bait again. I, I think that Nick fishes him into a fight. Lawler has always walked into shit. I don't know if he's going to run into shit like he did the first fight, but Nick, Nick's incredible style of the straight right hand, the straight left hand, and the fish hook that he throws afterwards, which is that looping right hook um, that follows right after straight left. And he puts just enough sting on it to get Robbie's legs quaking and shaking. And I think it's going to be much like the first fight, but not Robbie taking the bait as quickly and running into shit. As much as it is, it's going to be a bit of a firefight. He catches Lawler, puts Lawler on his seat, slaps a choke on Lawler, and then I think Diaz submission. I, I think he goes a strong four minutes. He catches him at the, at the end of the round. Um, I do not think this goes five rounds. I don't know if I want to see this go five rounds. I don't. Maybe it, I, if this goes further into the fight, does it favor Nick? We just think so automatically because of the to- triathlons, right? Yeah, I mean, Nick still – what I'm perceiving Nick to be right now is probably wrong. I'm just going to – Nick Diaz fans out there, I just blew him for like 10 minutes, okay? So I, I don't have out. anything against Nick, and I'm just telling you what I perceive, what I saw. Yeah, but uh, they're okay with but, that. But the reality is, is he is a tremendous, like world-class athlete. So if it went 
deep into, you know, a, like round three, four, or five, then Nick's completely going to be in charge of that fight at that point in time. I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, I don't trust Nick's chin now as opposed to 10 years ago because Thanks. usually that's the first thing that goes. And Robbie's power hasn't went anywhere. Uh, um, and he's probably learned how to throw a punch a little bit better in the last 20 years. Um, so it's a good take. I'm just disagreeing with it because I love Nick Diaz, I think, against Dallas McFights. Here's the fight we're not going to spend a ton of time on. Uh, Shavashenko versus Lauren Murphy. Murphy? Oh, God, I got to wake up here at some point. Lauren Murphy versus Valentina. Does this go more than a round? Uh, it shouldn't. Shevchenko is, is a class act. Uh, she's, a, she's a world-class, excuse me. She's, a world she's also class. the biggest favorite on the card. She's a world-class striker. Uh, we've seen it in the past. Uh, the only person that she's not been able to beat was Amanda Nunez. And uh, we're still hoping that after she walks, I, I'm sorry. I don't, I, I've watched Lauren Murphy fights, you know, just like random. She's been in like Invicta and stuff. And she fought Bellator, I believe, for a while and some other fights. She's been around the block, too. She's no. She's like Jenny. She's not a spring chicken. Okay, folks. So Shevchenko is going to go in there. She's going to overpower her with with her leg her leg kicks and her quick strikes until she can pinpoint that exact moment when she can land something big. And I don't think it goes past around. I like Murphy. She's a, she's a true stout vet in the sport. Yeah, you do it. You're uh, all, doing the nice kid. Thing. I am. Doing, I, I feel like I should. Uh, all no, you don't. Tech, We're spending too much time on this fight in, in her team. But Chinko's going to walk through her. Yeah, this is one of those things where she, uh, she's just dominating this division. She's prime GSP when GSP was dominating that division. There's 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 no one coming down to beat her. There's no one coming up to beat her. She's just she's an animal. And uh, again, credit to Murphy, nice kid. But this is a this is a bad stylistic matchup for her. Murphy tends to square up and not look great defensively on her feet. And um, if she does the thing where she throws punches or throws strikes and doesn't pull back defensively as quickly as possible, she's going to get caught in an exchange or Valentina is going to step back and just power kick her head off, which we've seen her do before to people. Um, I think Valentina knocks her out in one round. Um, I hope I'm, I'm maybe, maybe I'm wrong. We'll see. Um, not trying to discredit Lauren Murphy as much as we are saying um, Valentina is a fucking murderer right now. Yeah. Um, Ortega versus Volk. This fight is interesting. I'm not a big fan of Volk yelling at Ortega on the, uh, at the weigh-ins. Oh, you, you're a drug cheat, so now I really want to beat your ass when Ortega got busted like eight years ago. I'm just not a big fan of that. If he, if he got busted like a year ago or if he got busted for this fight, I, I think you can, you can talk all that shit, but... I just wasn't a big fan of what went on on the scale there. That's just my take, Jess. Um, this, I, I want to know where your head's at here. I don't want to lead the horse here. Where, where, who you got? Uh, I think I think uh, Volkanovski is doing the uh, like the poor, like the really poor man's version of Connor, like trying to hype up the fight by talking shit a little bit, or trying to stir the pot a little there bit. You go. But for one thing, the dude's, the dude's English isn't that great, so a lot of us don't understand what it just does. Yeah, it doesn't and translate to American fans. It doesn't translate. Uh, yeah, exactly. It doesn't translate across the board, especially to American fans. And we're the ones 
it. So just go and fight your fight, man. And here's the thing. I think the styles do make fights. And normally I would pick the smaller stout oh, wrestler wow. type. You really are going there. But Brian Ortega, I think, is at the top of his game right now. And I think that we're going to see a different type of animal in the cage. I think Ortega is going to finish this fight in the third round. Jesus Christ, you are on fire today. And I think that what we are going to see is a little bit of a run by Ortega. Oh, Jesus. So unlike the guy that I trashed, and I can't even remember, I, I apologize. I'm, not, I'm just like half, half asleep still. No, you're good. Uh, the uh, English guy uh, who just lost to Derek Brunson. Oh, Darren Till. Darren Till. Till and Ortega, at one point in time, I had kind of on that same tier. Like, both guys are sprouting. These are the up-and-coming stars that the UFC wants us to know about. But this is the difference. And Jay says this all the time. You say this all the time, my guy. 90% mental. Darren Till's mental game is nowhere near where Brian Ortega. Ortega is such a cool, calm, collected cat. He can walk through They're a loss. They're just wired differently. He can, he can walk through a win, walk through a loss. He can just – and, yeah, they're wired different. But when you want to be that top-notch guy, just take a look at, at the GOAT, Tom Brady. Brady's mentally prepared for every situation on that field. And when you get to that point, you can't lose. There's no way to beat you. And Ortega is not at that level. Don't get me wrong. But his mental game is tougher and stronger than Darren Till's. And that's where that's what separates the two. I'm telling you, this fight by the third round, he's finishing it. He's going on a little run. I um, God, I love that take. I just I don't agree with it. Um, I think Ortega is a he's just not ready. I look a lot of that Holloway fight, and I know it was years ago now, but Holloway was just light years away, uh, better than him. And it was there were points in the there were points in the fight, and they've been um, they've been pointed out on you not on YouTube but on on social media, where you can see uh, Max Holloway almost showing Ortega. No, you're making a mistake defensively here. Put your hand here. Otherwise, look, I'm going to punch you here every time. I think he literally did. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I don't, I, I wonder if Volk is, a, is, is it as a light year away from Ortega? If he's just, Hey, you know what they like to say? There's levels to this shit. If he's just one level above Ortega at this moment in time, and maybe that's different in a year from now. Maybe that's different 18 months from now. And I really love to use Charles Oliveira as the measuring stick and as my reference when I make these. As a dude that had, again, the UFC going, this is the guy. This is going to be one of the guys. And then all of a sudden, he's, you know, curtain jerking because he just couldn't get his shit together or, you know, was just on a, on a two-loss streak. And then and all of a sudden, he's the world champion. Um, I just I I think again there's levels to this shit, and I don't know if Ortega is there yet. Tonight's the night that he can prove me wrong. Tonight's the the night that he proves Jesse right. 
And I do think Ortega could still get there. I just don't know if it is tonight. Um, but stylistically, like you said, I mean, he's a little bit taller. Um, the the reach he's got, you know, he's, he doesn't have the reach, but he's a little bit taller, so maybe he can use that length. Um, but I, Volk is a motherfucker, man. He's just so fast, and he throws so many combos, and he just he's relentless as hell. I um, I'm leading Volk, and I think it's gonna be a three rounds to two type thing. Uh, I I think Ortega wins rounds. I think Ortega's best bet is he's got to try and find a way to to trip, take Volk down, try and use some wrestling, try and use some grappling. I think his hands are just a little bit slower than Volk's, and even if he does have a little bit more pop in his gloves, and he's got to try and make that the difference in this fight. Um. Volk's hands are just so lethal in his kicks. And I'm telling you, his combos, he's just, he's fluid as fuck. And when you fight a dude that is as fluid as he is, I just refer back to that Max Holloway fight where Max, when Max is Max and when he's on, whoo, that motherfucker is fluid as fuck. So I'm, I'm, I'm leading Volk. Though I'm telling you, you almost sold me right now. Uh, three rounds, two. And, and he's going to, he's going to lose some rounds here. I can see a scenario where this fight is so razor thin. They go, fuck, we got to run it back. Volkanovsky's last five fights uh, have been decision win over Darren Elkins, uh, a TKO stoppage over Chad Mendez, uh, unanimous win over uh, Jose Aldo, unanimous win over Max Holloway, and then he got that split in that very razor thin split win over Max Holloway at UFC 251. And I remember thinking, I remember leaving the fight thinking, did Volk win that fight? Because I remember giving it to Max, but thinking, did Folk win that fight? I, I think that I was on the same page with you, Ashley. Yeah, it was that was like you said, razor thin. Razor thin. Hey, we're jumping into the NFL here. We've spent yeah. we've we've done our proper time on the UFC. Um, I'm we're gonna just hammer garbage games right now. Um, I'm gonna start here. Um, trying to find garbage. Uh, Broncos, Jets. This is terrible. The Lions, ten and a half. Um, I don't know why the line. I'm kind of blown away by how high this line is. Um, who you got? The Teddy Spaghetti Legs is catching on. Uh, I like the Broncos, but I hate the I, I hate the line. I think it's a little bit closer than that. So Broncos win, Jets cover. Yeah, I'm good with that. Uh, Arizona Cards against the Jacksonville Jags. This is an eight point spread for Arizona. Who you got? Uh, I'll take the Cards and the spread. I love that too. Jacksonville again, they're going to be on three. I almost feel like this could be an 18 point fucking spread. Jacksonville's still bad. They haven't gotten better. They've done nothing to convince anybody anything different. Um, do are, are these an over team? Is this a, one of these teams gets their first win? Uh, Falcons at Giants, three point spread. Who you got? Oof. I think the Falcons are terrible. I, I'm going to, Daniel Jones was impressive his last game against the Washington Redskins. And uh, I think he's going to continue that a little bit. The Falcons are terrible. Yeah, that's it. So you're going uh, Giants and they cover? Giants, yes. Um, I'm trying. Th- these games are getting better. This is not good. Um, oh, here we go. Um, starting for the first time, it's going to be the young quarterback, Justin Fields, against the Browns. The Browns are seven-point favorites, seven-and-a-half on some websites as well. Uh, you know, uh, shout-out to, to our friend. Our boy. Our boy Chris out there, uh, big Bears fan. I think he's he's absolutely loving the fact that Justin Fields is starting. I love the fact that Justin Fields is starting. I hate the fact that Matt Nagy 
still says that when Andy Dalton's healthy, that Dalton's going to be the starter. Stupid. I think if he throws for 350 fucking yards and they win and he throws for four touchdowns, they're still going to start Dalton next week. I think Fuck he's fired. Out of here. <laughs> I think, I think, he's, out of here. I think he's a bum. I think he's got to go, man. You he, stick them both on a fucking the first thing. With that being said, I love Fields. I, I love uh, his, his, uh, his, his rocket's going to start taking off here pretty soon. But this Browns defense is formidable. Yeah. And the offense has been clicking like a motherfucker the first couple weeks of the season. Really looking good. Almost smashed out the Kansas City Chiefs until a total They were up double digits. Until the until total second half half collapse. Uh, but I like the Browns and I do like the uh, spread. Um give me an over under for Justin Fields. Total yards 205. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that he can pass for at least 205, so I'll, I'll take the over. Yeah, I like that. That's that's tough. This, you're, you're saying, I, I don't like the idea of a rookie quarterback against this defense um, throwing for be tough. Yeah, I think, I think I can see him throwing for 180 and maybe rushing for 25, 30, but I, I don't even know if he's going to throw for 200 yards, unless I'm wrong and he just – and he's just rocket arm, and he and he's a fucking absolute stud. And the and the Bears are just so right. Um, I think the Browns win, and I think they cover. And I think Field struggles this fantasy pickup though. Uh, Darnell Mooney, the Bears rookie wide receiver, he's getting some love. He's gonna get some love. Look, uh, Andy Dalton can't hit the broadside of a barn, but Justin Fields will make sure that this kid gets the ball. Uh, Ravens, Detroit Lions, seven and a half uh, for the Ravens. Yeah, I've seen eight on some sites as well. I can see eight. <laughs> Bet MGM, which is now sponsoring the great Ariel Helwani, is uh, adding eight. All right, but go, but who you got? Ariel Helwani getting yes. some love. Uh, you know what? I'm not as disappointed in the Lions so far as I think I was to begin the season, but I still believe that they're not a very good football team. And uh, the Ravens are just coming off a huge win over the Kansas City Chiefs. And I don't see why there would be any letdown. Uh, you like the Ravens and the I points? Like the Ravens and I, I like the points. Detroit uh, has done sneaky backdoor cover, which I think is why the number isn't as large as you would assume it would be. Um, I like the Ravens. I think Detroit covers. I think it's going to be like a five-point win for Baltimore, something stupid like that. Um, we're still bouncing around here. I'm just trying to find bad games. Um, the New Orleans Saints versus the New England Patriots. This is a three-point spread in New England is at home. This is very intriguing to me, this spread. Um, who you got? Jabu disappointed me last week. Oh, boy. But he made me look foolish. I mean, he made me look foolish, Jameis. <laughs> made me look foolish. I think I'm so out on Jameis right now. It's I'm, I'm out after two games. I'll, I, I think, I, I, two I game think I'm almost out after one game. Uh, he looked he looked terrible. He looked like he pulled his contacts. He he wasn't. Oh like, no! Oh, you shit, can't do an eye joke. joke. <laughs> Three weeks worth of eye jokes. Damn. Um, I still like the Saints because I think they have a tad bit more firepower than the New England Patriots. But are I, you serious? Yeah. The Patriots. The, the, the Patriots got Mac Jones, and that. <clears throat> Mac Jones has been an impressive young quarterback. Not I can't the, believe that you're taking you're taking New Orleans I'm taking on the road. On the road, we're going to see the go into Belichick country and put up a dub. 
Um, I'm all off the Saints. I don't trust them. There's some stink there. I don't even know if they're going to have all their coaches yet. Three um, of them are not coaching. I don't trust Jameis at all now, and I do trust Belichick. Um, I think this is easily a five, six-point win, if not more. I think this this is going to be the game where people are much like myself. Uh, they're going to look at me and go, damn, Jason was off the fucking boat early. Good for him because I'm, I'm telling you, I'm off. The this is going to be one of those in the past when we've had like uh, Broncos, Patriots with uh, Peyton versus Brady. No one's really talked about the coaching matchups because it's always been about the quarterbacks. Well, now Belichick has no quarterback yes. and Sean Payton has no quarterback. So let's see who the best fucking head coach is. At that point, you might just say, I'm just going to run. I'm just going to give Kamara 27 touches. I don't know how he gets at 27. We're going to give him 27 fucking touches. And we're going to find a way. Come in and 13 fucking RP. Bootlegs. Yeah. Boot, fucking 13 bootlegs. Um, all right. So, yeah, I'm, I, I, I like the Pats. Um, here's a bad game, I think. Bengals, Steelers. Steelers, three point uh, favorite. And let me say this, and I don't mean to step on your take. I'm so off of Big Ben right now. Fat. He's fat. He's bad. <laughs> he's lost it. I'm telling you guys right now. I'm if if there is somebody that needs to be trying to get Cam Newton right now, it is fucking Mike Tomlin because Big Ben is bad. That's a huge take, actually. I like that take. He's I, think, I think Tomlin could do some shit with Cam. I really do. Um, I agree with you on your take with Big Ben. I mean, good lord, God. Man, you're a potential. You're a you're a you're a potential first ballot Hall of Famer at this point in time, and you come in like what forty pounds overweight, just looking like a lard ass with a weird ass beard, wearing a pink suit. It like looks like you've it given like up. A three, it was like a pink three piece suit. You that just you gave it up. Coordinate very well. Uh. He just looks bad. I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to go into much physical traits. Uh, he just doesn't look good on the field. Uh, hesitant in the pocket and won't take off for the life of him. So he's basically just a big fucking target to hit. Uh, with that being said, I'm still on the Bengals bandwagon. Oh, here we go. I love Joe Cool Bro and I love Jamar Chase. I was down on Chase a lot, after, especially after preseason. But that fool's catching everything now. And Burrow's still putting up numbers, still having to, to run around because his offensive line is terrible. But at least he's got some weapons now. And Joe Mixon has been extremely good this year so far. If he can stay healthy, he's going to have a career year. So uh, I'm taking the Bengals. I like that take. Uh, I'm not going with it. Steelers at home are tough to beat. They're going to run the ball a ton. This is going to be an ugly game. This is going to be 21-17, something like that. Um, Tom, Tom finds a way to squeak this one out. I'm, I don't I'm, trust Najee Harris either, by the way. There's oh, really? For you. No, I don't. Oh, that's that's a good take. Um, this is uh, this. I like this game, actually. Um, Seattle versus the Vikings. I want to preference this by saying the Vikings have lost the game in overtime on a fumble, and they lost the game to Arizona by a field goal. Um, who you got? Uh, some games. Seattle's a two-point favorite, by the way, on the road. Two points on the road. Wow, that's fucking that, rare. That is rare. Um, uh, I just mentioned before, quarterback versus quarterback, coach versus coach, sometimes those – those matchups make the game. And I think in this game, it's going to be all about Kirk Cousins versus Russell Wilson. And Russell looks rejuvenated. 
He looks strong. He's running hard with the ball. He's finding the soft spots in the defense. He's taking what the defense has given him. And I think that this is going to be a game where DK Metcalf finally gets his shit together week three, and he's going to go off and show that phenomenal, crazy, athletic build, and he's just going to romp on some corners. And I totally have the Seattle Seahawks winning this game. This is the game where I zag. I think Minnesota figures it out. I like the Vikings here. I like Dalvin Cook here. Um, I, I think this is going to come. It's going to be a close game. This is going to be the close game Minnesota wins. And everybody looks at Minnesota and goes, damn, they could have been 3-0. and What if? If they lose a close game, everyone's going to go, damn, they could have been 3-0. and What if as well, I guess. But uh, I, I'm leaning Minnesota here. Uh, weird spread. <laughs> my, my, I don't know why the three and a half to me seems off. I see it four at some sites. Um, Dolphins on the road traveling to Las Vegas. Um, Las Vegas is getting a lot of love on television, which is fucking funny to me. Uh, who you got? Uh, I like the I like the Raiders. Uh, Derek Carr uh, has been playing phenomenally. Uh, he's getting his uh, receivers into the game. Uh, they will be without Josh Jay. So it'll be kind of running like a like a two headed running back committee. Drake FU game. Uh, it could be a Drake FU game, uh, but yeah, I mean, I got I got the Raiders. I, I I like what they're doing. Their defense is playing hard. I don't think that they're as talented as people. I mean, people are like talking about the Raiders now. Like, are they beat two potential, teams? Two you know, teams? dark horse, you know, playoff Super Bowl contender type team. Uh, there's people I've heard people say cars like in the MVP running right now. Like if, if we were voting right now, uh, I don't think that they're that talented. I think that they're just getting, I think they're getting by with what they got and car is playing at a very high level. If car continues to play at a high level, this team will be a playoff team. Uh, but cars got to keep it up. And I think in this game, Miami just is terrible. They're going to be playing backup Jacoby Brissett, which is not a bad thing. But you're a backup for a reason, right? Like, if you were that good, you'd be starting somewhere. Uh, so I got the I got the Raiders in this game. Yeah, backup quarterback on the road, traveling from east all the way to west in Vegas. And um, quick stat, Jess, I believe it's Pro Football Focus has the Raiders front four, the number one ranked front four in the NFL right now. Yeah, I'm. I think this is. I feel like three and a half is a gimme. This feels like a seven to ten point win for the Raiders. Uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. They are a one and a half point favorite on the road versus the Rams. I don't think Vegas wants you to touch this game. I don't. Um, Jess, who you got? Uh, I got. I have Tampa Bay. I think that they are ultimately the better coach and the better quarterback team. I like Stafford. I love what they're doing out there in LA, but uh, LA Stafford is easily become my favorite version of, of Matt Stafford. Uh, He's doing LA things, but you're talking about the goat, man. Brady's Brady's throwing up phenomenal, like Brady's throwing up numbers that a 44 year old man should not be throwing up in the NFL right now. That period. Uh, at like what? Nine, 10 touchdown passes already. Got like almost a thousand yards passing already. Like the guy is just playing out of his mind. Will he keep it up all season? Probably not. But no Antonio Brown this week. No Antonio Brown. I think that they're going to lean a little bit more on Gronk, which 
could backfire in the end because well, they also have two other studs. Low, be all right. He's definitely a low usage player. But they still got Godwin. They still yep. got Evans. They still got some of the some of the role guys that'll come in and, and play in Brown's spot. And that defense is still really fucking good. So I'm, I'm taking the, the 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 defending champs. I get. I don't know if it's an upset, but I'm going um, the the opposite route. I like um, I like LA at home. I think we have the East traveling West in the play. I think at some point Tampa Bay is going to cool down. They're going to have that bad game, and I think not having Brown there is a big deal. Um, I think the Rams' defense is top tier, um, and as you said, Stafford's just doing his thing. Um, I think the Rams win a incredibly close game. I think again, there's a reason that it's a one and a half point, one point spread. Um, I like this game something like twenty seven. 20 27 30 Rams, something stupid like that. 20, uh, maybe 29 because somebody misses a fucking extra point, but then a field goals kick, something stupid like that. Um, I am going Rams, don't love it, but I mean, Tampa Bay is not going to go undefeated again. They're traveling east to west. No, no, no Antonio. That's this is going to be an extremely fun game to watch, though. <laughs> Hell yeah, I don't know why this game isn't on late. I, I, okay, so we're, we got a handful of games left. I, I, I thought we were – okay, here we go. I, I'm just jumping around here on, on the old gambling site. Chargers-Chiefs, this is an in-division game. Okay, I think I got five games left. Uh, Chargers-Chiefs, in-division game. This is sexy as hell, and the Chiefs are seven-point favorite. Dude, Vegas is all over the fucking place this week. I love it. Who you got? Uh, I, I, honest God, I want to, I want to go upset. I want to. I don't blame you, but I, God, I wanna, seven points. I, what is Vegas doing? Chiefs, I've seen the Chiefs get dominated by the Browns. I saw them got they got dominated by the Ravens. You're talking about they didn't get dominated. I thought I thought they shit on themselves. I thought they urinated the bed. That the well, maybe game. maybe against the Ravens so much, but they were getting pounded on by Cleveland. I agree. Uh, so two games that they should have or could have lost, which would have changed the entire trajectory of this season for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Instead, they remain undefeated. Patrick Mahomes, everybody still loves him. He's out there defending, dumping beer on some dude from the upper deck. Yeah. And, uh, cool. and then on the other end, you have Justin Herbert, who probably is uh, – he's the darling of NFL quarterbacks right now. Everybody loves Justin Herbert. I'm kind of proud to say that he's from the University of Oregon. That way I can say that he's from the University of Oregon. Yep. And he's out there doing his thing, just dropping mad, mad yardage on people. The way he looked against Dallas was just unreal. His arm is unreal. Just throwing it everywhere. Uh, with that being said, I do really want to take the Chargers in an upset, but I just can't. I, I think that Patrick Mahomes is bound and determined to have a good game. Okay, not not one of those catch-up games. I think he's going to have a good game from start to finish. I think the Chiefs will, will win this game, and they will cover the spread. This is going to be high 30s, low 40s, might be first to 40 wins. The, um, these are two incredibly bad defenses. Um, I am going, or maybe not the Chargers, not incredibly bad. That was tough, but they're not great. Um, I'm leaning at Kansas City, and I don't love it, but I think it might be, you know, the old Chargers, they're up three or four points with two minutes left, and everybody, and they give the ball up, and then they end up having a touchdown scored against them, and they lose. It's the traditional Chargers way. They've been doing it like this for a few years now. I'm not coming off of that. Did we do Colts Titans? We did not do Colts Titans, right? No, we did not. Let's quickly do Colts Titans. Who you got? 
Uh, I think Tennessee is going to rebound in this game. Uh, they've had a rough start to their season. I think that they get this win over uh, Indy. Colts weird. I I wanted I wanted to like them, but they're just weird. And got I talent. agree. They've got talent. It feels like it's not getting. It's under what underutilized? Is that the word I'm looking for? Not utilized. Not utilized properly. Um, I'm leaning Tennessee, and I think we're gonna get that monster Henry game here. Um, people are surprised that um, Tannehill has been looking mid. It's Tannehill. Come <laughs> He's on, He's mid. Guys. It's Tannehill. He's a mid quarterback. It's okay. People. It's okay. What you're surprised? Oh, he has Julio Jones now. He's gonna throw for 400 yards. No, <laughs> it's fucking mid. He's mid. Um, Jess, you can't what take the, you can't take the mid out the hood. <laughs> yeah, that no, you can't. You can't. <laughs> I love that. Hey. Um, the Washington football team against your Buffalo Bills. Buffalo's a seven and a half point favorite. Can I be honest? I don't like that seven. That's a high. That feels either. like a high number. If it was like three and a half, I would like that number. Is more. this because Buffalo just blew out a bad team? It is. That's 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 the exact reason. So what there's what they're looking at is they're looking at Taylor uh, Heineke. Yep. And fuck Heineken for not giving that guy a a. a, a small they got time. They got time. Make this. They work, got a few guys. weeks. It's obvious. Make it work. Uh, they got, so they got a young quarterback. They get, they're kind of banged up on the offensive side of the ball. Antonio Gibson uh, not really practicing this week. He's he's gonna play, but you know we'll probably. Come Is this in- a McKissick week? See, it could be a McKissick week. Um, uh, last time that these two teams met up, Terry McLaurin was a rookie and only and was Terry. held to, and was held to four catches. While being defended by Trey White, so that's going to be a matchup to look at, uh, look uh, forward to. Uh, overall, the Bills are getting some love because they blew out a really shitty Miami Dolphins team, and I think that the the spread is way too high. I think it should be somewhere around two and a half to three and a half points. I still take the Bills. I think that Buffalo's defense, uh, again, uh, same thing I said about the Raiders. The, the Bills' defense is not the most talented defense in the league, but they are just putting it all together. The pieces are coming together. Leslie Frazier is doing a fantastic job just working the hell out of what he's got on the defensive line. Hey, Bamba don't break. It's working. So, uh, And I think that this is going to be a, a game where Josh Allen will show up. The real Josh Allen Uh-oh. is it's going time. to uh, He – my favorite pitcher on the internet – and also one of my most worrisome pitchers I've seen is Josh Allen on the bench, up 35-0, about to go out of uh, 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 the stadium with a win. He's sitting there on the bench looking like he's about to murder somebody. He needs to step up. He knows that he needs to uh, take what the defense gives him instead of playing hero ball and trying to launch it 60 yards down the field every play. And, uh, you know, he's got to look for the high percentage shots. And I think that Brian Dable is smart that he will get Josh into a rhythm early. And that way it'll open up the offense for later on in the game. I think this is going to be a true test of where Washington's defense is versus where Buffalo's offense. Which has not shown up this year so far. This is really what what I believe it's going to come down to. Because I I don't think I think Washington's offense has 17 points total in it. I don't I don't see them having a big game. Unless I I mean unless they just target Terry Scary, you know, 17 times and he has one of those ridiculous games, which I which I don't believe is going to happen. But I've been wrong. He is a fantastic Um, receiver. He's stud. 
Um, backup quarterback on the road, hostile environment. I don't like it. I don't like the seven and a half. I think Buffalo wins by four or five. If Buffalo blows the doors off of Washington, we're going to start getting that Buffalo hype on television again. It, we'll start seeing it again, I believe. Kyle Brandt's going to start going off. Yeah, of course. Well, Stephen A. Stephen, Stephen, Stephen A. will be back on Bruce. there. All right, we hit this game, this game, this game. I'm going down the list. We hit this game. We have Falcons. We have Pittsburgh. We have Jack. We have Jacks. We have Broncos. We have Ravens. We have Rams. We have Vikings. All right. Uh, the two sexiest games left, Packers, Niners. Sunday night showdown. The San Francisco 49ers, a three-point favorite. I see three and a half on some websites. Who you got? I think it's absolutely I, – I don't know why. Maybe it's not. I think it's ridiculous. I think the Packers should be favored in this game. I think oh, Packers, wow. On the road. I, I, I do. I, I understand the love for the 49ers. Nah, you know, uh, Kyle Shanahan, Trey Lance, Jimmy G. Uh, I don't necessarily like everything that they've got going on over there. I think that there's pieces missing. The running backs are all fucked up and hurt. Uh, Trey Lance, are they going to run Trey Lance? I mean, last week it was mostly the Jimmy G show, and he, and he showed up. Jimmy G showed up last week. Uh, I think that Trey Lance will probably get a few shots in there because Shanahan's a weird head coach and he likes to play two quarterbacks in the same game uh, at the same position. <laughs> not like a Taysom Hill, not like uh, – I think that Aaron Rodgers, uh, he got his ball-out game, or should I say bailout game, against a bad Detroit Lions defense. And if you get that man on a roll, that's, what, that's how he ends up MVP of the season. I think he's going to come into this game. He's going to show both quarterbacks up, and the Packers are going to walk away with a win in San Fran. Uh, Niners on the road the last two games. Uh, enormous game in Detroit where they almost let a lead get away. Um, and then incredibly bowling shoe ugly game against Philly where they basically had two drives where they scored all their points. Um, at home now, this is interesting. Green Bay on the road. Green Bay had a bad road game. Yes. And a great home game. Um, this is an interesting one. Honestly, I'm going to go Niners here. I don't love it, but I'm going Niners. Um, I think even in my pick'em, I might have went Packers on my pick'em sheet, but I'd, I've talked myself into the Niners. I think they run the ball. I think they expose that defense, and I think that they give – uh, Rogers just enough fits. I think we get bad Rogers. They've got to run that ball. They've got to hope. I mean, again, Aaron Jones isn't having that four touchdown game or whatever it was, but they've got to hope Aaron Jones establishes himself in this game because if not, it's going to be a long day for Rogers. And uh, I lean Niners here in a lower scoring game. I think 2017 or something like that. Um, final game Eagles, Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? They back 500. Monday night uh, at home, Jerryland. Who's going to be in the building? Is it going to be Conor McGregor? Is it going to be Post Malone? Is it going to be Obama? Who knows? Who you got? Maybe it's going to be all three. Yes. A little With Jerry. Junior action. I love that. Man, I'm telling That's you. That's a party. You, you know what? I'm telling you. There, this is a no-lose situation for the Dallas Cowboys. And if they lose, I'm going to change my direction. On, yes, on my on my views on Dak. No, there's a, there's I, this there is this there is some lose lose here. I I'm going to continue my Dak praise. I know that he didn't play well last week, okay, but I think that overall Dak is still going to end the season a top five quarterback, in, statistically speaking. 
And I think that he's got the weapons. And now Tony Pollard has shown up. Yeah. And he's showing that he can also run the ball. In, uh, he in has more breakaway speed in, than Zeke. Up, uh, Ezekiel Elliott and, and whatever's going on there. I don't know what the breakdown is, is with Zeke, but there's still something going on. No, uh, he, whether, has, whether he has the better breakaway or, speed, and you can see he's just faster. Pollard and, is fast. He is fast. Uh, but I like both the two. If you can if you can infuse both those two into the game. They did it last week? Exactly. I think that that's a, a winning combination. I, I like both what, those. That's what Cowboys fans have been asking for for, I don't know, the last two seasons. Stop making Dak throw 50 times and just run behind that big line, the big hosses. Yeah. Run Pollard, run Zeke. This is, again – this is what Cowboys have been asking for. So it's we would like to do it, but have you know more of the blowout games and less of the close games like last week. But again, they were on the road, they made it happen. So um Jess, it sounds like you're who, who you got here. Tell me I, you got. I'm all I'm all on the Dallas the Dallas train right now. Uh Philadelphia is is uh surprisingly better than what I thought they would be. I think Jalen Hurst has been Hurts a little is bit, better than I he's thought. He's been would be. better than I thought he was going to be. Yeah, let's give him his credit. But I, I can't go. Dallas is the superior team. They're at home. Uh, they're fully loaded right now. They're stock locking, ready to go. And uh, I think they have a pretty big game. Yeah, Philly traveling a um, little bit banged up, I believe, on traditionally on both sides playing of the line. in Dallas. Philadelphia also doesn't play well. So. We've seen games get away from Philly. In Dallas, so I, I'm gonna lean that way. I can see this a scenario where it gets away from Philly late. It's a close game, maybe 17 13 or 20 13 at halftime, and then in the second half, it just starts to get away from them. That Dallas pulls away and puts this, puts just the absolute beat down on them. I like it, Jess. We made it to the end, we always do. Hey, there's there's a fight. I just let me say this for two seconds. Um, there's boxing today and uh aj's fighting it's um i'm a big aj guy even though i can't remember his last name right now because i'm scrambling to find everything on my screen um this was supposed to be the day i believe that tyson fury fought aj and uh instead we're getting aj fighting some uh some random dude that i don't even know they built they built the random i was just reading an article on this random guy uh, they built him in a laboratory. Absolute crazy Euro guy that I cannot pronounce his last name. Uh, they built him up to sound like he is a scrappy dude, but they, Alexander like, Usyk. Yes, thank you. But it's Anthony fucking Joshua. Yeah, this is the fight. He, AJ. AJ is gonna win this fight. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I think the first couple rounds, first few rounds even, is, are going to be kind of a feel-out period. I think that the uh, the Euro guy is going to be able to box his way into Anthony. Alexander. He's going to be able to box his way into Anthony's face a little bit. But eventually, Joshua, uh, he does a great job of making those transitions and, and, uh, and switching up the game plan when needed. And uh, I can see him finishing the fight even. Uh, I don't Yeah, think I think he knocks him out. I, I think there's a better chance of him finishing the fight than going to a decision. I think um, AJ Anthony Johnson, uh, Anthony Joshua. God, I'm gonna slip and fall all the way through the entire hour. Anthony Rumble Joshua podcast. <laughs> Anthony Joshua knockout round six. Usyk board it. 
When is when is plant Canelo? I think it's like two, three weeks. I can't wait for this. Fight. It's next month. I can't wait. <laughs> Canelo, uh, you gotta love Canelo just throwing fucking punches during a uh, during a during the promotional because he does not give a fuck. Just a media does not give a fuck. Just a media scrum Canelo just dropping bombs. Media scrum Canelo is the best Canelo. It's it's it, it was it was fun. The surprising thing is, is Plant got cut. No, it's not surprising. Guys are out there throwing fucking punches with glass I'm, on their face. He's wearing glasses. We normally no, see this. Not type surprising, of thing happen, though. They don't land punches like punches. that usually. Usually, they're not real punches. Usually, they're like you know, they just kind of throw. But the fighters are smart enough to get out of the way. They, they're they're fighters with the instinct to go. Oh, I can just I can slip this by an inch, and it looks. It looks intimidating to if people you're playing watching. People, but... though, you got to be a little worried because he did not slip that punch. <laughs> I told my buddy, he, he sent me a text and I said, they're going to fucking postpone this fight because of that cut now. They're going to push it back. It's going to fuck everything up. Like, I, I understand it. I get it. You know what I'm saying? Plant probably shouldn't have got up in his space. I'm a firm believer in don't get up in a man's personal space. A man's got a halo around him. All right. Imagine a Hulu. Don't get up in his Hulu. All right. Is that a Hulu hoop? God, I really cannot finish fucking saying anything correct. Could you please name today's podcast? Jason good thing, can't good finish thing. words. I Jason can't finish words. This pod. This is where that pod is headed. Right? Yes, Jason can't finish words. Hey, uh, but you're a human being. You got a fucking hula hoop around you. I'm not gonna go up in anybody's hula hoop unless I'm giving them some love. Unless I'm giving them a bro hug. Unless I know them and I got my arm around them or taking a photo. Or you don't step up in a man's hula hoop because that's his own personal fucking space. Some dudes' hula hoops are bigger than others. You know what I'm saying? Some dudes got like three hula hoops, and I respect it. You got to know the dude. Be like, man, you got like three hula hoops. I ain't going up in his hula hoop. <laughs> you got to stay in your lane. You got to stay out of people's hula hoops. Give the motherfucker a personal space. Or if not, you're going to get that media scrum Canelo energy, and Ooh. you're going to get cut. Fun times, man. Fun times, man. The sports, the sports world right now, like combat sports, football's going on. Basketball's getting ready to get uh, reloaded up here pretty soon. We got so next of- week. We'll do COVID stuff. We'll do yeah. COVID Wiggins. We'll do COVID. Kyrie. Do COVID Wiggins. Do do we'll some do stuff. it all. In the meantime, folks, that is it. We gave you all the picks. We gave you spreads. We gave you who we thought was going to be hot. Who we thought was going to be not. We gave you uh, main event. We did it all. UFC two sixty six. Uh, we even talked a little bit about Anthony Joshua versus uh, this Alexander cat. Uh, and we gave you a little preview of what we're going to talk about with Canelo and Plant. So that is it for us. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the fights tonight. Have fun. Don't get too smashed. And if you do, Be please safe. don't drink and drive. Be don't safe. Don't drink and drive. Call an Uber. Call your friends. Call Everybody me. that follows us, continue. If, you not, if you're not following us, uh, go to Twitter. Follow Jay at Valdez spelled backwards. Five five nine. Follow me at JTT eighty one, and please follow the pod at Team Toss twenty one. Until we meet again, be safe and enjoy your week. We love you.